Welcome. Uh, are we recording? We are recording. Uh, welcome. I'm Todd. This is Kevin. We're here on Spiritual Crusade, uh, and we're we're going to be here uh, talking classic talks. Um, welcome to Spiritual Crusade. It's a it's a wonderful place to uh, to get a spiritual boost. Uh, there are come follow me lesson helps. There are spiritual thoughts. There are uh, short uh, spiritual boosts if you need them. Uh, they have great, we have great podcasts. We have great uh, you know spiritual thoughts all the time. So uh, come check us out um, and and invite the spirit into your life. Uh, we're all we're found on YouTube and Pinterest and Facebook and uh, Instagram and wherever uh, wherever you. You, you might need a spiritual boost. You can uh, apply us and invite us into your lives. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about President Russell M. Nelson's uh, general conference talk or priesthood session talk from last year in April. Uh, it's only a year and a half old, but it's a pretty classic talk. Uh, it's, it's titled, We Can Do Better and Be Better. And uh, as Kevin and I discuss, you're going to see hear and see multiple quotes that you're like like i i went over this and i honestly highlighted probably 90 percent of the talk and the 10 percent i cut out we could probably still do a 45 minute podcast on <laughs> kevin and i definitely could because we like to talk yeah, yeah. i'm a talker god <laughs> isn't he's really quiet and shy so yeah i get sucked into these long conversation all the time Along those lines, uh, before we get into the talk, my kids often bug me about how I know everyone in our small town and that I just talk and talk and talk. So these other people are the problem, Todd. <laughs> you know, when you're the, that kind of person people like talking to, you just end up in those conversations. you got to be courteous. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being polite. I don't want people to feel bad. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So... This one, it was, a, it was a priesthood session talk, and I don't know what it is about Kevin and I, but we sure like to pick priesthood session talks. They, this is like our third one, and I feel like this is like our fifth episode. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't mean that that's the only <laughs> conference session we attend. <laughs> Not, but what was cool about this, I'm going to, before we even get to it, because um, I got a story, of course. Let's hear it. Um, <laughs> We went down, my wife and I went down for October 2018 conference. And every stake gets conference or gets conference tickets, X amount. And so we went October 2018. We thought, oh, there's no chance we'll go for April 2019. And just for by happenstance, I happened to be messaging with the stake clerk. And he said, Yeah, we got a whole bunch of tickets. And I was like, Are you crazy? We're going again. Let's go. And I got extra tickets and I set enough up. What I did was I set up some for me and my two oldest boys, yep. my dad and my brother and his son. So there's six. I got six tickets. Well, as soon as I mentioned that, that we're going, because my wife, she, we went in October. She's like, ah, we don't need to go again so soon. It's too far to drive. As soon as I mentioned we were going, she's like, hey, I, what am I, you know, like, well, I want to go. And I, yeah. so I texted my brother, like, just kidding. Uh, I guess I'm bringing Jamie's coming. It's not a boys' trip. <laughs> so I, uh, anyway, so we had two extra tickets. We we're trying to find people who could, like, Mark, if you want to come, or, you know, you can still bring your son, but Jamie's coming. Um, 
I ended up inviting uh, a, a, a newer convert in the ward. He was just, he had the time off. He was able to come. Uh, we brought our, our third son, Enoch. Uh, he was, I think he was just turning eight. He had just turned eight. Uh, so he was able to go and the six of us went and it was a glorious weekend. Uh, our friend Levi that, that came, uh, you know, it was, we, we grew pretty tight with him, but uh, long story short, we were in this conference center for this talk and, and it blew our minds. Uh, we were just like the whole conference blew our minds, but um, being there for the weekend was amazing and, and getting to uh, getting to listen to the prophet in person, uh, share such a, a, an amazing talk was, 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 outstanding oh that's awesome what anyway. a cool story it was a good weekend um so if todd gives you a free gift you might not be able to keep it that's just moral of the story <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i'm not sure if my brother's ever forgiven me but uh yeah he will eventually yeah. <laughs> or not <laughs> anyway president nelson starts the talk he says Recently, I found myself drawn to the Lord's instruction given through the prophet Joseph Smith, say nothing but repentance unto this generation. This declaration is often repeated throughout scripture. It prompts an obvious question, does everyone need to repent? The answer is yes. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, he starts by speaking about repentance. And, and repentance is such a, a misunderstood aspect of the gospel. Yes. And... You know, it's I'm grateful for it, 100. Oh, yeah. And uh, you know, I always look at it as like when I was a kid, I used to look at it like a necessary evil. Not that it's evil, but it's like a necessary thing in life that you don't like to do, but you have to do to be better. Yeah. But it's it's not. It's totally an opportunity to be better. Yeah. Uh so the reason I picked this talk is I recently had a buddy uh, give a talk in church and he picked and he's quoted from this talk. And when he quoted, I'm like, Oh, I love that talk. Yeah. But going along with your lines is our usual thought is that repentance is like a police force, right? Like that's sort of, the, especially as a younger person, repentance is a police force like you're in trouble you're going to jail you're gonna pay for this or whatever and i just love what he talked about what repentance actually is you got to go see the bishop so you're in trouble right and yeah not what it should be remotely yeah and and he talks about it in here about how that's like the satan trying to work on us uh and it's not not what it is at all and it's yeah. the opportunity to be better Mm -hmm. uh, I like the quote um, that said the re repentance isn't the backup plan for when we make a mistake or for if we make a mistake, it is the plan for when we make a mistake. Yeah. Like, like heavenly fathers live life. He knows what it's all about. He know he knew that it would be hard and that we would make mistakes and it's all part of the plan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It's, should we just read, what it talks about, like where he talks about what repentance means? Sure. You okay with the, I'd go there? Are you giver? Okay. So uh, the word for repentance in the Greek New Testament is metanoeo. Sure, that's what it is. Uh, the prefix meta means change. The suffix noeo, I don't think that's how it's pronounced, is related to Greek words that mean mind, knowledge, spirit, and breath. 
Thus, when Jesus asks you and me to repent, he is inviting us to change our mind, our mind, our knowledge, our spirit, even the way we breathe. He is asking us to change the way we love, think, serve, spend our time, treat our wives, teach our children, and even care for our bodies. So <clears throat> when I was, you know, obviously I wasn't in Salt Lake with you. I was here in my hometown watching it online. I may have been at the chapel. I would have been at the chapel for this one. Yeah. COVID wasn't then. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> uh, and when he talked about even the way we breathe, and I thought, this is mind-blowing to me. When we've heard in the past, like, repentance, repentance, cry repentance, we've heard prophets all the time be told to do that. And in my mind, I'm thinking that little kid, that police force, you're bad, go to jail, whatever that looks like. Uh, but then it's like, no, 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 just tell them to change. Not you're a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and when I think of that breathe, especially, uh, you know, breathing is a natural thing. Yes. You know, if you've ever laid next to your spouse when they were asleep and tried to breathe at the same pace, yep. you can't. You're yep. going to you're going to suffocate yourself because you just can't breathe at the same. We are all meant to breathe at our own pace. And, uh, and to change how we breathe means to change our natural state. Yes. Um, and, and how do we do that? That is so such a hard thing for us to do to change and to be yeah. better. Uh, you know, try losing any weight. Try, yeah. try, try changing your diet. Try, you know, doing something new. Yeah. Learning a new skill. It's just so hard to change what, natu what comes naturally to us or what we're able to do. And, uh, and, and through the, through the atonement of Jesus Christ and through mm -hmm. repentance, we can do that. Yeah. Well, and <clears throat> just that whole change, right? Cause, and then president Nelson says, let's use real words here. Let's use real examples, how we change, change the way we love, think, serve, spend our time, treat our wives, teach our children, even care for our bodies. And I love that it just throws it all in there. Okay. So I told you you need to change. But I'm just going to give you some specifics because we usually hear something. We're like, oh, this talk is probably good for my uh, brother or my friend or for Todd. You know, right? Like, oh, he could really benefit from hearing this. <laughs> we are really good at picking that out for other people. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, spend our time like we're supposed to change the way we spend our time. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That's what repentance is, or part of it. I had this conversation on Sunday uh, after church. It was it was about how we spend our time, okay, and what we focus on. And uh, the example I use was hockey. I I love a good hockey game. You know, I like the I love the Leafs. So, you know, I, I I'm invested. I've invested lots of time. I you know in, into it, and it's I don't think that's evil. I don't think that's wrong unless yeah. it starts becoming a distraction from doing the right things. If I have an opportunity to go minister to somebody or go help somebody or go to a, a church activity, but there's a Toronto Maple Leafs game on and I'm cho choosing to stay home, then it's becoming a distraction in my life. And, and I think right now in the world, and the question was asked, 
So this is this is where it came from. The question was asked, do you think that Satan is getting stronger in these latter days? <laughs> and I said, my thought was, I don't know if he's getting stronger. I think that people are getting weaker and more susceptible to him. I don't think he has any new tricks. I don't think he has any real strength other than what we give him. Uh, and the example I gave was, I think that we're, we're so distracted, we're so uh, addicted, we're so, you know, name the thing that we're, that, that, that's taking us off the covenant path. Yeah. And we're so reluctant to give up those things that it affects our ability to, to do better and be better. Uh, and then Satan has an easier time affecting us or yeah. acting. We're that's so deceived. Yeah. We're so deceived right now. Yeah. Yeah. That we don't know what's important or not. And and that's was my point about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not yeah. necessarily evil, but if it starts distracting me from the most important things, then it could be evil. Well and right? it's that goes so many ways though too, right? Because that can be sometimes uh some people the church calling is the distraction because they put too much into it. Most often it's not. <laughs> well, but it's important that we're spatially aware of what's going on in our lives to say, hey, maybe I should take my wife on a date. When I got my calling, I insisted I wasn't going to book appointments in the second hour of church. <laughs> I know it's not happening. I want to go to Aaronic Priesthood. I want to yep. go to the activities. I need to check in with the young woman every, yep. every, every couple months. And I would like to go to... Sunday school, because it's important for me to participate in Sunday school, be an example, yada, yada, yeah. yada. And, uh, and it's good for me. Yeah. And I've been to school for probably, no, now we've been in COVID for eight months, but before yeah. I'd probably been in a Sunday school lesson for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> probably five months worth of Sunday school lessons. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, we, 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 yeah, anyway. We can very easily use our callings. That's right. Busy in the gospel or busy in the, in, sorry, busy at church so that we're not active in the gospel. Yeah. The same way we can use our families to be busy oh, when yeah. we be doing good, right? Like it's, yeah. Satan's so good at deceit, right? He just, okay, here it is. Try this. Families are important, but if there's, if they're your, your sole priority so that you can't take time to go minister to anybody else. Yeah. You know what? you might have to reevaluate that because because yeah. i i would think that heavenly father would want you to show your sons and your daughters that you, service is important yeah and, oh, and sure. important but that's that's gospel according to todd so it, yeah, that's great it's a great gospel <laughs> <laughs> right, um well, another thought i had about repentance was i, I think it was neil a maxwell when he talked about life being fair okay. and he says I am grateful that life isn't fair. He goes, because if life fair, none of us would make it. Mm -hmm. None of us. The only person who would make it would be Jesus Christ. He goes, because life isn't fair, we have an opportunity to be better. We have an opportunity to overcome our, our shortcomings, our mistakes, and we can grow. Gotcha. Boom. I used to tell my kids, life isn't fair, get over it. The learner, the sooner you learn that, the sooner you can and, and just do, do what you can handle. But Neil A. Maxwell brings it into a gospel context and say, yes, life isn't fair for anybody, yeah. especially Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. And what a wondrous thing it is that we have someone that's okay with it not being fair. Yeah, and he, you know what? I I love the uh, the the videos that the church put out because watching that that moment in Gethsemane where he was afraid mm-hmm. and he didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't his will; it was the Father's. Yeah. And he was willing to do that, and and that's the ultimate act of selflessness. Yeah. And you know, if we could be a fraction of that selfless, I think that the world would be a much better place. Yes. Oh, for sure. Don't want to give up our comforts or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. things. And actually I have a, another thought on that in a bit, but okay. uh, we don't want to change. Yeah. <laughs> we're not unwilling to change. <laughs> Bring us back there, Kev. Where were we? Uh, so we just talked about, uh, he'd given us highlights of, you know, change the way we love, etc. And then he talks about the daily focus on repentance. Uh, repentance is not event, an event, it's a process. It's the key to happiness and peace of mind. When, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> that daily repentance process, right? That daily change. And I actually, do you have comments about this? I have a, a story. Nope. <clears throat> uh, a friend of mine from high school is going through some troubles with family and stuff <clears throat> and i'd reached out and messaged with them and as part of it i actually told him about how we use uh, daily repentance in our church quoting this talk to my friend not trying to impose my religion on him but just saying hey maybe it'd be a good idea you're trying to make changes to do a daily check and what did you do good what did you do bad and he's like oh i've been seeing a counselor and they gave me that advice as well i've been trying to do that lately and I thought, oh, okay, well, that's great. But just that very, very real, uh, easy to understand idea of how did I do today? What can I do better? Yeah. Taking taking that stock and that self-evaluation. Yeah. And and not being overly critical. Not Because yeah. you know what? We're all going to, we all fall short, really. Yeah. When, measuring up but looking for little things we can do better yeah and and one of the things i loved about this talk so much because i had my boys with me two of my boys and i was poking yeah. full time <laughs> on this talk i was a, a valiant or I, when i was up in salt lake i was a valiant teacher and i was take young men's at the time but in valiant for four years the number one thing that i was trying to teach the kids and drive home and i can't i'm going to slaughter it now but I had it written out on the wall and, and it was, I wanted to drive it home to these boys was that our goal is to be a little better today than we were yesterday and yeah. be a better tomorrow than we were today. That's like my slogan in life, Todd. It's a really wordy way of saying we can do and better and be better. That's <laughs> literally my slogan in life. That is my goal in life. Just to be a That's little- awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, so the whole time I'm like, oh, and Connor, hey guys, <laughs> I told the prophet that one. I called him up. And- <laughs> I snapped him that. <laughs> yeah, and they they thought that I was a big idiot, and they still do. But um, 
anyway, it was it was good. It was a it was a good opportunity uh, to to have the prophet reinforce something I'm teaching, and for me to reinforce something that the prophet's teaching to to my yep. guys. But um, it's something that we still try to strive for, right? Just trying to be a little better every day, and it doesn't mean sure. any some earth shattering thing. It doesn't mean no. burning ourselves out or focusing on perfection, which again I'm pretty sure President Nelson talks about. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> anyway, when uh, I like this line there, he goes, "When we choose to repent, we choose to change." <clears throat> and then I like the whole paragraph's good, but I'm going to read the first line and the last line in that paragraph. It says, "When we choose to repent, we choose to change. When we choose to repent, we choose to become more like Jesus Christ." <laughs> and uh, that's what it's about. It's just because yeah. it's just striving to become more like him and doing what he would do in our in our case. Who yeah. who doesn't want to become like that? Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because when we break it down to simpler words to understand, we are not like Jesus Christ. So we have to change to become like him. Yeah. We just use this word called repent, but we're just trying to be like Christ. That's it. Like it's no fire and brimstone. Just do a little bit better. Yep. That's it. Uh, not nothing earth shattering. Yeah. Um, President Nelson talks about how we're in a battle, and he's yeah. going to talk about it quite a bit here. Um, you know, and I don't think we're in un, uh, under any illusions that we're not in a battle. Uh, you know, especially since this talk was given to now. Yeah. You know, like who wouldn't go back eighteen months to the peace and tranquility of Earth eighteen? <laughs> Which I doubt was very peace or tranquil, but compared yeah. to now and compared to the last six months. Yeah. Um, but he says the adversary is quadrupling his efforts to disrupt testimonies and impede the work of the Lord. He is arming his minions with potent weapons to keep us from partaking of the joy and love of the Lord. And uh, and that kind of give you gives you chills when you hear the prophet saying yeah. that the that the adversary is quadrupling his efforts. He ain't messing around. He's doing everything in his power to distract us and deceive us and and derail our, us from the covenant path. Oh, for sure. And when you say we seem to know that we're in a battle, I think we are aware we're in a battle. We don't realize how intense the battle is. Yeah. Right? Like we're we're coming to the battle. We're not even fully armored. We know that it's happening, but we don't realize how we're being attacked you know what i mean like we're aware of something's happening but we're not that aware and that's where one of our problems is right it's pretty easy to defeat someone if you have a sword and they don't <laughs> and that's it and that's he begs us to uh to put on the full armor of god do yeah. the right things and, and uh and i i've had a couple conversations in the last month or so with people who are, are struggling at varying degrees yeah the conversations revolved around, well, I know what I should be doing. I know why it's important. I just can't get there. Yeah. And so we're just going to keep working. We're going to keep trying to do the right things and help people and, and help them to get there. And yeah. so I'm until they can do it for themselves. But well, and that's one thing too, that's so awesome about this, right? When President Nelson, our prophet saying, I don't want you to fix yourself today. Yeah. He's just a little bit. A little bit. And I've noticed in times of my life when I've been overwhelmed or stressed, 
that anything seems too much. Like anything. So it's great that it's like, okay, just, okay, a little bit's good for you right now. Just got to break through that wall. Yeah, just a little. Yeah. <laughs> that's a funny thing because a lot of times, there's another quote, and I'm going to slaughter it, but um, when you feel like giving up, just look at how far you've come. Yeah. Uh, you would have kicked your butt. Like, look, look at where you were five years ago. You'd kick oh, your sure. butt to get where you are now. So just don't, don't give up on it. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, I think perspective is, is key and mm -hmm. remembering the an eternal perspective is key because it, it's so easy to get distracted and bogged down. And I think that's why, I think that's why I miss the temple so much because I used to get that time out once in a while, mm -hmm. just slow down, get yeah. my perspective and, uh, you know, not that I can't gain it now. It's just, there's more distractions. I well, how do you recreate that? So we know that we can recreate that, but if you're not going somewhere, it's hard to say, oh, I'm going to have somebody watch the kid so I can go sit in a field, right? Like, <laughs> not that that's what you're doing. You know what I mean? But that's hard. I'm going to go sit in the center of the, the church gymnasium and uh, meditate and enjoy the peace and quiet and listen to the furnace kick in and out. Yeah. Uh, but we can read the scriptures we can pray we can fast those are three real huge things yeah that we can do to invite the spirit in our life and uh, i shared this thought in a in a talk recently but it's it's there's a difference between reading the scriptures and digging into the word of god and there's a difference between saying your prayers and talking to your father in heaven mm -hmm. really talking to him and really communicating and i think that that amount of effort that we put into each of those things as well as service and as well as doing and being a little better every day yeah. <laughs> make a difference in our life in building that foundation uh, of a relationship with our heavenly father well saying that prayer thing i'm going to butcher a quote from president Irie. i attended a face-to-face -face because i've been involved with youth uh and he talked about one of the kids asked him this is one of the face-to-faces that everybody could watch online and one of the youth asked him about prayer and about how he deals with that. And he says he's, he approaches it as if he's approach, approaching the throne of God. So he doesn't just offer a quick little prayer. Like he's approaches, approaches prayer, like he's coming to the throne of God to speak to him. Yeah. Like that humility and stuff. But I think you're right. Like it's that effort. And sometimes when I'm putting a partial effort in, uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking of your quote about the two speeds, but that's another thing. Fast and not fast. The who? The two speeds in life, fast and it's not full fast, but it's, anyways, uh, when we do things partially, we do things partially. Uh, we sometimes don't realize that we're doing it partially. Yeah. But we won't see the benefits sometimes, right? Like we'll see little benefits, but oh, how could this happen? I was doing a partial job. I read my scriptures once a week. Yeah. It's uh, that careful versus casual or yes. casual. And yeah. I like to call it uh, autopilot. Yep. Sometimes put ourselves in autopilot in life. Yes. And we do that with our prayers and, and our scriptures. I've gone through several, several chapters and books of the Book of Mormon uh, reading every morning, doing what I should be doing, but and marking and doing the cross references, but like 
you know, I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell you what I read in that stretch. Yeah. You know, at other times when like there's a chapter and it's just like, oh man, this is an amazing chapter. And it's like, where has this chapter been my whole life? Is this a new chapter? I've never read this before. Yeah. <laughs> but well, and that also brings to it's far better to oh. find one thought and think Are on. Are you freezing? Am I freezing? I don't know You're if I lost you or you lost me. I can hear you. Is my road. <gasps> Is that better? I can I can still see you. You look great. I can see you again. I, I had to change my router. Okay. You're doing great. It says my internet connection is unstable now. I better jump back to my other one. I don't uh, know which one's better. Both are not. If I have to splice these together later, I'll be mad. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is what people come for. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I can't remember what we were talking about, but you I were have no idea. Let's just move on. <laughs> Um, so speaking about being casual and yeah. careful and here it goes he goes i love this line he goes we know what will give us greater access to the powers of heaven we know we know the primary answers yeah we all know what will hinder our progress what we need to do What happened? <laughs> You're muted. You're muted. There you go. <laughs> this is going great. A weird video. <laughs> <laughs> we could just cut after the first 25 minutes. <laughs> uh, and then we ended. <laughs> then we ended. <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't leave. I thought, oh no, I play some. Uh, I'm not going to change anything because yeah. last time I changed it, we crashed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I was reading this this paragraph. I'm not sure where it cut off, but it talks about we know what we need to stop doing uh, to increase our access to the powers of heaven. Uh, brethren and sisters, prayerfully seek to understand what stands in the way of repentance. Identify what stops you from repenting. And then change, repent. All of us can do better and be better than ever before. And I read a book, and in this book, I can't remember what it was, but it talked about uh, our favorite sins. Each yeah. and every one of us have our favorite sins. Like for me, murdering anybody isn't really a challenge, or not murdering anybody isn't really a challenge. That's not something I struggle with. Okay. So gambling, not really something I struggle with. You know, but I have sins that are a challenge for me yeah everyone has their own thing yeah. that makes people in their life and we are keenly aware of what they are and are we willing to give them up yeah we're, we're definitely keenly aware of our big ones sometimes not the little ones as much but we're definitely keenly aware of our bigger flaws and and uh you know and and i would apply russell nelson's thought on being better a little better every day yeah beat yourself up when you when you fall short yeah that's the point of repentance is yeah to be better and to try and be better and to recommit yourself and to do the little things 
And, and I know when I was a, a teenager and a young adult, I would really beat myself up on, on, on the, on my shortcomings and my mistakes because I knew better. But yeah. uh, now that I'm an adult and I've experienced life, I, I start recognizing the patterns in my life that start to lead me down different trails and yeah. I can cut them off a lot sooner than when I was younger. Yeah. It's about learning and it's about making weak things strong. Yeah. But. Well, I love how he then goes on to talk about how important our bodies are and how we treat our bodies. Cause that's often lost in our uh, gospel as well. Yeah. Right. In our day-to-day living of the gospel, we don't put super emphasis on our bodies, but I know that when my body feels good, it changes my outlook on life. Definitely. I liked uh, Lawrence Corbridge. That's another, I don't know if it's a classic talk, but it's one of my favorites from uh, BYU speeches of the last couple of years. Yeah. And he says, he talks about uh, his talk entirely is about the important questions, that there are questions that can distract yeah. us. That's a great talk. That are important that we really need to focus on. And yeah. One of them, he goes, and the line goes, I don't know if pigs will fly. But if they do, it will not be amazing as the, the fact that the pig exists in the first place. Yeah. The, yeah. A pig, a human, uh, like our bodies are just such amazing things. How, how We're basically just a bag of bones and blood that, man, that, are, that are self-aware. Yeah. You know, the fact that the Lord, the Lord created us, infused us with a spirit, and, and we can exist and we can have our own thoughts and we, I can get up right now and go running naked down the street. You know, I, I'm not going to, it's winter. Which you've done now. before, but well, it's not as big of a problem anymore. <laughs> I'm not, I told you, I'm not a teenager anymore. <laughs> Recognize those temptations when they're starting That's to right. It's too cold <laughs> for that. <laughs> in Canada, yeah. we got a lot of snow this week. Uh, I would be, crazy now i kind of really want to do that but <laughs> probably get released from my calling gotcha yeah yeah. <laughs> i get out of jail um anyway i really like that lawrence corbridge talk so go listen to it if you hadn't haven't already I'll do that that's a great talk it's good um anyway he talks about the reason why we are often hard on our body is because Satan focuses on our body because Satan doesn't have one. Yeah. He's pretty jealous. He's, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but Satan's kind of petty. He's pretty choked that he's, <laughs> that he's not where we are. So he is going to do everything in his power to belittle, to demean, to, to take away this, this awesome gift that we've been given uh, in our bodies. So, can I read that last line of that paragraph? Yep. Because Satan is miserable without a body. He wants us to be miserable because of ours. And I think of me when I look in the mirror in the morning when I get up and like, oh, look at that fat belly. Or I think of, you know, I've got four daughters and just the sadness that they have in their body image, even though they're beautiful and probably as thin as they'll ever be. Right. Like just that thought process. I'm like, oh, this, this rings true. So I'm going to actually show them this quote after we're done here, because I'm just like, so important. A hundred percent. We are, there's, we're, again, we're more critical of ourselves than we are of others. Yeah. And that's probably prime example. Number one, of yeah. our own bodies and our hyper being hypercritical of ourselves and our abilities 
and what we what we're able to do. And you know, again, the fact that we are alive, and yeah. you know, we're 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 bags of bones and blood uh, running off of uh, millivolts to keep us going. Our our heart. This is an. I work in a in a in a mill or a plant. Uh, and I'm an industrial electrician. I work with motors and pumps all the time. And we have a pump that's been running for, and it's dirty, it's gross. So there's there's pumps out there that have been running for, you know, 50 years without missing a beat, and it, you know that's great. We have a pump that's been running for like 10 years, and it's a miracle. Like <laughs> it is not sort of a miracle at our plant that this pump has been running for 10 years with like minimal maintenance, you know, we maintain it and do what we can on shutdowns, but um, our human heart, the average human heart, most people's human heart pumps for every day, every second for, I don't know, 80 to 90 or 70 to 100 years. And how much maintenance do we get on it? Yeah. People have zero maintenance done to their heart. Some people, and that's fine, but it's a pretty amazing pump that's that exists there. Yeah, and it didn't cost a nickel to to maintain or create. Yeah. Anyway, that's another like just the miracle of life. Yeah. So take care of your bodies is what we're learning. Take care of them, but don't uh, tear tear your body apart because you know what? It's your temple. Yeah. Yeah, I we have our nearest temple is the Cardston Temple. Uh, we enjoy it because it's pretty old. It's like one, an original five temple kind of. I'm not sure what number it is exactly. Yeah, but it's pretty old. Not you quite know, the original six, but yeah, I've been uh, I've been in the Calgary Temple, Calgary, Alberta. I've been in the Edmonton okay. Temple, uh, and the spirit is no less strong in those temples than it is in. The Cardston Temple. I don't care what temple you go in. The spirit is there. It is a house of the Lord. And uh, we were in the Salt Lake Temple. And I had multiple people around me going, oh, there's nothing quite like the Salt Lake Temple. And it was awesome to be in. A, a, a neat experience. Uh, and my wife had never been in it. I've been in it a couple of times. But I don't want to say a temple is a temple is a temple. But they, the spirit is the same in each. And the artwork is beautiful, and the the, arch, the architecture is beautiful. The structure is beautiful, um, and and yes, no two temples are exactly the same. There's different, unique things about them, just like there are about our bodies. Mm-hmm. And, and I may rag on my body, but I'm not sure I would trade my body with anybody else's. Yeah, because they come with their own problems. But I maybe trade mine with my 18-year-old self's body, <laughs> but but not the temptations. <laughs> no, no. I'm glad I'm past some of those. <laughs> Far too much streaking in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to live that one down now. No, that's great. <clears throat> um, Should we jump to talking about how we honor the women in our lives? Yeah. Well, and and because this is a priesthood session. A priesthood conference, a priesthood session talk. Uh, he's talking to the brethren, and when you're talking to the brethren about repentance and trying to be better, you're darn sure going to talk about how we can be better for our wives. And you're going to talk, yeah. Families. And he doesn't pull any punches. He he says um, he reads a, he reads a letter from a woman yeah. who 
that they feel like they're competing with uh, video games, sports, yeah. entertainment, like all these things, yeah. right? Their, their, their fathers and brothers' attentions. And he says, brethren, your first and foremost duty as a bearer of the priesthood is to love and care for your wife. Become one with her, be your, her partner, make it easy for her to want to be yours. And that one kind of like, you know, that was, if it wasn't a TKO, it was very close yeah. to glancing. Yeah. Because, you know, does your partner want to be your partner? Are you yeah. making it very fun and easy to be, to be their partner? I sure hope so. I sure hope we're doing dishes and, and make, you know, rubbing feet yeah. and making them feel loved and cared yeah. for and pulling our weight. Yeah. Like, and not just being another kid or a responsibility for them to look after. We can be immature. I made three of my kids cry tonight at bedtime. I, I, I wrapped them and I elbowed them and punched them. <laughs> I, I hugged and I tasered. Yeah. And then I was like letting them go but I don't think he was ready to be let go. And he like fell on the ground and he was upset. And the other one I was boxing with and he was like, taking notes for the state presidency. <laughs> Jamie was like, Todd, and she's not feeling great. Yeah. So she, Are you kidding me? Quit making the kids cry. Yeah. Cause now I have to deal with this, <laughs> but um, we don't need to be making their, their life any harder. But anyway, uh, no in other interest in life should take priority over building an eternal relationship with her. Nothing on TV, a mobile device, or a computer is more important than her well-being. And I will extend that to nothing at work, um, nothing at church, yeah, nothing at, I don't know, in, in any direction, anywhere. No like, hobby? You're no. eternal companion should be your number one priority in life now keep in mind that it's important to have a life full of different things so it's important to have hobbies to have church callings to have friendships to have other things that you do but the number one priority needs to be her oh yeah that's it <clears throat> my so, job it provides for my family and for my wife and yeah. there's when it needs when i need to go to work and do those things but you know what? If my wife want, needs me home tomorrow and my boss needs me at work tomorrow, one of them's going to win and it's not going to be my boss. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like there's right so it's it's having that that priority. Your wife should have the priority not be the second or the third. She should be the primary thought. Yeah. How can I make her happy and grow a relationship with her? And Oftentimes I forget that, that, right? Like that just happens. It, that's life. But it's good to have this wake up call every once in a while and say, hey, wait a minute, nothing. Nothing yeah. is more important. It's a, a, a unique thing that we've, I've, I've learned or I've seen um, since being called as a bishop is my wife's part of this Facebook Bishop's Wives group. Whoa, scandalous. <laughs> I don't, yeah. And there's, a, a, I don't think there's any complaining or any anything like that, but there is like supporting. Yeah. And every time she'll tell me, she's like, oh, in this group, it was, somebody was talking about this experience. And and the whole time she's telling me about it, I'm, I'm quietly self-evaluating myself and how I'm doing in that experience. Oh, yeah. Something that I need to be doing better. Yeah. And, uh, 
you know, uh, it's very easy to get distracted in this life. Satan is doing his darndest to distract us from the most important things. And yeah. he's not above using the church. And he's not above using no. other priorities that are in our life to distract us from, again, the most important things. Well, and, you know, before I got to my mid-30s, I, I was definitely someone who would judge. I'd be like, oh, you should be better than that. When I got into my mid-30s, I finally realized that if I hear somebody that's not doing something, I don't need to judge, but I need to evaluate and make sure I'm not making the same mistake. Yeah. And that was sort of like a, a switch that was flipped. Yeah. And so that's how I try to approach things. I've got a good friend. Well, my wife has a good friend, not me, uh, whose husband has been trying, you know, serving a whole bunch and they're calling. So they're not at home. Wonderful person, wonderful family, wonderful people. But still, what's the number one priority that we're supposed to have? It's not to serve. <laughs> yeah. We should serve. But our number one priority should be our spouse. And uh, and and one of the things I liked, and Jamie pointed it out to me. And uh, have you seen the Chosen? Oh, love it! It's outstanding. Eh? And, oh. and in the eighth episode, they were just getting ready to leave uh, and and go on their hike, and uh, and and Jesus appears to Peter's wife. You know, which again in the Bible we don't know if he had a wife or. It doesn't not, really matter. Not that I've read. But anyway, The Chosen does a great job of, of building these stories up. Yeah. And, and uh, the wife's mom is sick. And Peter is concerned because he's leaving his wife uh, with his, you know, he's not working now. So he's leaving his wife at home uh, without an income. And she's got a sick mom to be dealing with. And, and Jesus knows what's what's weighing on Peter. and and uh, But he gets Peter to talk to him about it. And Jesus goes in and uh, talks to Peter's wife and, and says, I see you. And I'm aware of you. And, I, and when I ask Peter to do this hard thing, I'm not just asking Peter. I'm asking Peter and you. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and, and he heals the mom and, and they're all better. But, but that was a really meaningful moment for Jamie in that, that Christ said to, to Peter's wife i see you and i recognize you yeah and and i think that the again christ and our heavenly father see each and every one of us see the sacrifices we're making and see the the efforts we're making and yeah. you know we we do what we can we can't do it all but we do what we can and but we need to make sure we're taking care of the right things the proper things the most important things then focus on the lesser more important things and then kind of like that analogy of the jar with the rocks you put the yeah, big yeah. first you put all the yeah. small rocks, you won't fit the big rocks yeah you your family is in that jar <laughs> yeah. then you make sure that your calling is filled then you make sure whatever else that's right then you do your service then you do your hobbies then you do and you need all of it you to have it. a healthy life we need to watch the occasional hockey game that's just yeah just to, to decompress sometimes right yeah <clears throat> you need to sleep in occasionally. That's right. That's true. And <laughs> occasionally get up earlier than normal. <laughs> for, for no reason. So I think we've been super long, Todd. So should we just end it? 
Let's jump to the end here. And I got to do better at setting a timer. I was talking about doing better and being better. <laughs> That's next time. Next time. Incremental. So I'm going to close by with this paragraph. Uh, my dear brethren, you were chosen by our Father to come to earth at this crucial time because of your pre-mortal spiritual valor. Uh, brethren and sisters, I'll add. Yeah. Uh, you are among the finest, most valiant men and women who have ever come to the earth. Satan knows who you are and who you were pre-mortally. And he understands the work that must be done before the Savior returns. And after millennia of practicing his cunning arts, the adversary is experienced and incorrigible. And he closes, make, he doesn't close, but I'm going to close, make your focus on daily repentance so integral to your life that you can exercise the priesthood with greater power than ever before. That is the only way you'll keep yourself and your family spiritually safe in the challenging days ahead. <laughs> he said this a year and a half ago. Yeah. You know, like if that, if that wasn't prophetic. Yeah. It's been a challenging year and a half. Oh, it's been so tough but again if we're doing the right things we're inviting the spirit into our life oh i'm leaning on that it's messing up my camera uh, <laughs> then we uh we, we put ourselves in, in a good place yeah yeah so uh i'm great <laughs> this talk thanks for picking it you know it's like a 15 minute talk tops it's like three pages to print out and i i think we've been here over an hour yeah, we just, you know, peanuts. That's how long it took. <laughs> um, so that's all we have. Again, Spiritualist Crusade is, is is an awesome resource to be checking out. Uh, check it, like, dig into it, look around. It's not perfect. We're all amateurs. You know, we're, there's no money to be made in any of this. Yeah. We're not promoting anything other than Jesus Christ and how do we come unto him. Uh, it's it's 100% meant to be a missionary tool and an opportunity for people to feel the spirit and to learn and do better. Um, I'm an electrician. Kevin's a, a university teacher. Um, you know, we're just wanting to, 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 to feel the spirit and to help others to feel the spirit. So uh, we're grateful if you've listened to this long. If, you, if, <laughs> if anyone made it this far. <laughs> have any suggestions for classic talks you want to hear? Shoot them our way, link them, post them down here or up here or over there, wherever the comment section is, and we'll be happy to uh, to, to to try and get you get it in there. Because um, and I, we have lists and lists of talks that we love, and there's no shortage over the last you know 40 years or 100 years of conference talks to to chime in on. But uh, we'll continue to do them. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. You guys have a good night.